Well, let's lighten up the moment a little yes, bit. Yes, please. Yes, please. Go yes. ahead. I believe Justin's ready. Let's, he please. is ready. You know, this is my birthday edition. This was like my birthday present. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> that he would even say yes because he's super busy. I know he's working with BET right now and doing a lot of things, but I wanted to take a minute here just to introduce my family, somebody I love dearly, super producer, Just Blaze. I want you to know who he is for those of you who don't know. And if you don't know, you should know. So you're about to know right now. Wendy. This recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Yes, yes, you're rocking with the best. I go by the name of Just Blaze, and this is Soundproof on the Source.com. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. I told you a bunch of times about my homie uh, Big Jack. The day we were finished with the Black Album, he came through and played me this record called The Little Boy Blues Band, which had the sample for PSA. And the album was done while Ken Lewis, while he was fix finishing mixing that record, I had the headphones on, and I'm at the drum machine chopping up the Little Boy Blues record. Made the PSA beat, ran it right back around the corner of the bass line, like, yo, we have to record this right now. You know, it was just perfect timing. Lord Knows, yeah, Lord Knows was a, was a great record. Drake came to Harlem around like 2 a.m. And we went through a bunch of music. You know, we, we, we banged it out. I had a choir come down. Choir killed it, obviously. Added a bunch of instrumentation for Ross's part. Ross's part actually almost didn't even make the album. Nobody really liked the idea of putting Ross's verse at the end because it was going to be like four and a half minutes of Drake rapping and Ross just rapping at 16. It felt uneven and unbalanced. So I had the idea to flip the entire track and, uh, and kind of make it an event when Ross came in, and it worked out perfectly. We've been in touch. Uh, we actually have two other records that nobody's ever heard. We cut those two other records with the idea of maybe doing uh, an EP of just, you know, me on the beats and him on the rhymes, just to give it away for free. And I got busy doing my thing. I, I, I ended up being on the road a lot. You know, he was doing his thing, so it never came about. But those, there's two songs in the cut. You know, who knows? Freedom. Freedom was a bit more of a collaborative process. Beyonce presented Freedom to me as a skeleton that she had put together. It was basically just the sample idea and the hook and some bits and pieces of the verse. So I kind of, as I'm listening to it, I'm hearing, okay, it needs to feel militant. It needs to feel soulful, but it needs to feel militant. It needs to feel powerful. So my first idea was adding like marching band type thing with the stomps and the heavy 808s just starting to make it really feel like it's an event building up. So that by the time the hook drops, it, it, the record explodes. What up? What up? Hey. What's going on? What's happening, people? <laughs> happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy, 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 happy birthday. Thank you. Why the heck? What's going on, man? I have an echo. Uh, I don't hear an echo. I hear yeah, we, yeah have we have a. a there we, there go. we go. There we go. Do I have, have an echo? Yeah, yep, we all have an echo. You got this girl that is probably the same one who put that? I'm going to say, 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 I'm going you still here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, but I'm saying, once I'm talking, it's going to be so much feedback when on us. There we go. Hello? Okay, now it's gone. So, oh, no, it's back. So it's something to do with me. All that technology. 
but the weird thing is I don't I don't hear it. Right, right. You, you have it. Right, right. Just just right. Hmm. So, so what, what I, I can, can let me see. see. Uh, are you coming, coming through us through without, without a mic? Or is your mic open, open on, on the screen? screen? I'm just using the mic on the computer, but that's this is pretty much what I always uh, do when I'm He's on. Clear, clear. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. it's, it's a deep echo. Uh, let me see if I can. I mean, it'll be it'll be it'll be if you say just blurry. Maybe I can grab a pair of headphones or something. Hold on a minute. <laughs> is mine at home? Yeah, we all connected. Oh, okay. Yeah, we all connected. Exponential yeah. energy. You're right. That just blaze. There it is. Yeah, it is. I know, right? There it is. It, it, left. it left. Did it left? No, it no, doesn't. It's back. back. Let me see. Now you guys hear it again? Yeah. 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 You know when you're you know in the booth, booth and it's like, yo, what's that latency like? Come on now. Right. Uh, shoot. I actually don't know what to do here. Oh, wait a minute. Let me try disabling the audio processor. Uh, check now. <laughs> there, there we go. There, there we go. go. Ah, you talk about. <laughs> it's, that, it's because we're not as high tech as you. So, <laughs> what you got going on? We're not doing it before. So. StreamYard does a weird thing with the uh, audio processing. When you get more than like three people on a call, you have to disable it. Yeah. Got it. Thank well, welcome to bring it to the table, bro. Thank you very much. Pardon me. I'm a little under the weather, so my, my energy is not as uh, as spirited as I, was, as I would normally be. All but, good. All good. You know, I'm people here. forget that you can still catch colds and stuff like that. Every time somebody sneezes and gets sick, they keep thinking it's COVID. It's like you... Right. You can catch the regular stuff. You can still get a regular cold. You know, yeah. whatever. it's flu season. So it? it's about to be flu season. So it's about to be some regular sickness going on. So that's yeah, why I ain't around y'all motherfuckers. You know what? That's not funny to me. <laughs> that's why my contract said I can't be around niggas. Can't be around you. Can't be it. Nope. CJ, I love your outfit, by the way. That shit is colorful. CJ, I'm the one that's colorful. This is about me. No, I'm kidding. It is. It is. I'm but, kidding. But, but but you know what? We always kind of like coordinate something. We do. You got we that do. Code? I got that. We always kind of like fall in line with something. Hey, I go I go along with your background on your on your wall, shit. It it Whatever. does, doesn't it? It does. It's, I'm your right. well, I'm get to JB because I know he don't have a lot of time. I know you was working on a little earlier. You said you was working with BT on something. Yeah, we got something that's airing next week. Um, I don't know if I can talk about it though. I don't think they've announced it. Okay. But I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm doing a, a clip for them. We are, uh, I think when you when I spoke to you, we were just getting the technical stuff right. It'll be a live stream. Yeah. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah. Well, what else is going on, JB? You worked with everybody, and mm -hmm. I know you're my family, so I'm a little bit biased, but I'm not. I, I think you're great because you're great. But you've worked with everybody from Jay Z to Eminem to Beyonce to Lil Wayne to like your your resume. To Mariah Carey, to Carey. To Mariah Carey. Just, just, just Eric Shaggy, Mario, Snoop Dogg, Eric Sermon. I mean, it just go Nelly. 
which he's on Dance with the Stars with us this season. Um, right. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. DMX, Fabulous, Jada Kids, Benny Siegel, Prodigy, DJ Clue, Memphis Bleak, Busta Rhymes, Madeline. I mean, on and on and on. It's been a it's been a long a, a long career. It's been a um, beautiful I'm just, career. Yeah, one of the things that I always just tell people is, you know, I'm just happy and blessed to still be here because. Especially in hip hop, you know, producers, you might get like a three, four year run. Yeah. You know, and then and then you're out and the sound changes. And I've been able to find ways to adapt, you know, and just maintain my profile. You know, I looked up the other day and realized it had been twenty years. Yeah. You know, which yeah. is which you know, which is abnormal for, for, for hip hop producers. So I'm I'm just blessed. I mean, I'm I'm blessed and thankful every day because uh most people don't get they don't get to have a career in hip hop, you know, as, as a producer. Speaking of hip hop, how you how 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 do you see uh, where music is today as far as um, with social media now being you know at the forefront and uh, the type of hip hop that's being produced now? What are your thoughts well, on that? It's I think you know I don't complain about it. Um, you know I'm I'm my age group is obviously not the target audience anymore. Mm -hmm. You know um, I think that. Uh, there's always there's, there's been a variety of different types of hip hop being made. Yeah. I think the one issue that I have is it's not all being properly represented on a mainstream level right now. Okay. Um, it kind of seems to be a, re a bit repetitive in terms of the sound that's being pushed. Yeah. Um, and I can't ever I can't ever say that I recall a time in hip hop previously where like you could have ten records in the top ten that all pretty much all sound the same. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? That's and true. that's and that's not you know I, I don't even say that in a negative way. It's kind of just the way because the, the, the culture is being positioned by you know the powers that be, um, but you know again I don't complain about it because there's plenty of good music out there being made and thanks to social media yeah. it's easier to find than ever. You know what I mean? But you really managed to not only just stay successful but stay relevant during these times. How do you how do you maintain your identity with these new age artists? Um. I think for me, you know, I'm not trying to compete with or really be in the same space as them. You know what I mean? Um, That's beautiful. It, yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, once you've carved out a niche and an identity for yourself, you know, you just stick to your lane, you know, and if the odd random crossover happens here or there, then great, you know, but like, I remember, I guess, when did Soldier Boy first take off? Maybe like 2006 or seven. 2000, yeah. But I remember like somebody asking me, uh, you know, if I would work with him and I was like, no, like, and it's not even a hate thing. It's just, it's not going to do anything for either one of us. Really. Like my, mm -hmm. my fan base would look at me crazy. His fan base would be like, just who? Yeah. You know what I mean, so it's like, it, yeah. it has, it, it, it would come off more like a reach. Now, that, 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 and that's not to say that there's, you know, other uh, younger artists that I, that I don't like or that, that, that I, I, it's not even an age thing. It's just, Where's yeah. the balance in that? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, maybe once in a while, an artist will surprise me. Like, I, uh, like Migos reached out last year, which yeah. I wouldn't even think that I would be on their radar. Yeah. You know, um, uh, just given the type of music that they're typically known for making. You know, so every once in a while, you get that curveball. But I, yeah, I, and, and I'd be open. You know, I told them, I was, I think when they reached out, I was actually in LA and I was available at the time. But you know, I told him just let's just stay in touch and figure it out schedule wise. You know, it's a uh, stay in your lane. You know, and if you're gonna step outside of your lane, at least take your identity with you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was crazy making, you know, eight oh eight 
trap beats, you know, right. at this point in my career. It looked like I was, looked like, looked like I was reaching. You know, so I just try to get in different artists' mindset, but still mm -hmm. take my identity with me. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, your identity is, is, is pressed. I'm sorry, go ahead. I think it's easy to box you in, but then you've gone from hip hop to EDM. Yeah. And you I know. listened to your EDM record, by the way, for the first time this week. Oh, yeah. I had never, because <laughs> I'm not, a, I thought I wasn't an EDM, but I look at that as dance music because I love, you know, house yeah, music. It is. Music. And ultimately, you know, that was, you know, growing up, that was a big part of my identity as well, you know, being from Jersey and, you know, house music was second nature for us. Right. So to me, that wasn't so much of a reach outside of my lane as people thought it or assumed it was mm -hmm. because of how, how and where I grew up. That's right. Go ahead, CJ. I, know. I was going to um, say, I think that it, anything that you do, it's going to have your own personal, uh, you know, DNA in it. I don't think that it'll be so much as a stretch of you trying to morph into anybody else's, you know, idea of what they want. Right. But I just, cause, cause every record that I've heard from you, I mean, you know, and, and again, audience, when you're listening, if you've heard Just Blaze, that's who's sitting in this seat right now. Like <laughs> I get so giddy and excited because you are so much a part of my childhood. Like a lot of the records that I listened to, you produced, right. you know what I'm saying? Thank you, so, thank you, thank you. Yeah, man. And I mean, one song that always sticks out in particular is the Mariah Carey remix of Cameron. Bye. All oh, right. Like that. I mean, the 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 how you produce that. I remember listening to that and just like this shit is so dope. Thank it's you. Dope. That was actually yeah. her idea. Like when I did the original Cam record, mm -hmm. that's how we met. She reached out and was like, "Y'all want to do that? Do that record over?" Yeah. Um, knocked it out in one night. And she's like, "Wow." A, in the studio, like she's genuinely a genius in what she does. Like she can. I want to say within a week we cut like six songs. Yeah, yeah. And used maybe like four, maybe like one or two that didn't that didn't uh, end up happening. But she yeah. was kind of like very reminiscent of Hove, you know, when he's in his own studio. Yeah. He just comes in and starts knocking out ideas, no pen, no pad, just wow, the top right in the booth. You know, it it it's gift to me because Mariah will always be because Whitney's my first, so Mariah will right. always be my second. And so when I when I listen to Mariah, a lot of the vocal stylings and things like that. Of course, I copied and be on, you know, but I've always wondered, like, what was her process and things like that. So I pretty much, you know, thank you for that insight. It's um, oh, yeah, like I come up with a track or I have the idea already. But most times I would just have a couple of musicians in the studio with me and we would just kind of start freestyling ideas. And as I'm doing that, she's sitting on the couch writing to herself in her head. And then she'll and people don't realize how dope of a writer she is. Mm -hmm. like, right. Both of her and then she just had the break in the room, freestyling it, kind of coming up with the basic melodies and ideas. Yeah. And then we just started bouncing ideas back and forth. It was, uh, like I said, it was really like kind of like, kind of like very reminiscent of, uh, of how Hove works. Okay. How, how has COVID impacted the, the, the producer of the world? Because I know a lot of you have your own studios at home. You have that. But how has COVID impacted that for you? Um, Creatively. Well, I mean, for, for one, I don't know how I, I don't know if I could say that it's really affected us that much in the sense that, like, most of us as creatives, especially producers, we're homebodies anyway. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? And we're, we're kind of always, this is our home is, or our studio is our element. That's yeah. Right. So it hasn't affected that side of things. DJing, it's totally obliterated things. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I've been fortunate enough to, uh, you know, be able to make a little money streaming. Um, you know, like, certain companies that have sponsored my streams or yeah. 
companies that I partnered with and whatever, nowhere near what I would normally make. But you know, it's uh yeah, that part of things kind of got obliterated. But I saw that coming like back like in February. Yeah. When I saw that coming, I started canceling my gigs before they could get canceled. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, there's, there's real no talk. Way no, real gonna, talk. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way this is gonna work out. And if the clubs are gonna try to stay try and stay open, I can't be a part of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think some some venues and touring companies were, not, were trying to take the wait and see attitude, but I'm like, yeah. people are already dying. If we don't know what's causing yeah. it or how it's spread or whatever, like, no, I'm sorry, I just I can't. Because you, you know, know like so we're I, we're one of the we're one of the few studios that's actually open and operating right now uh, with Dance with the Stars. And so we um we had our season premiere yesterday, and I'm telling you, it's a lot of people that are just still not working. Um, right. You have you have those like Tyler Perry and things like that that are literally shooting 24 episodes in two weeks, you know, just to try to get in and get out. Yep. But um, yeah, I I totally I remember when it happened in March. I did my last gig uh, March tenth, and I rem no, it was March thirteenth. It was it's another TV show that's coming out on September twenty eighth. Right. But I remember um, everybody was like, "Oh, by July it'll be over," and I was like, "Nope, this going on until next year." Everybody, no, 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 July, August, no, we're gonna be back. I said, "No, no, nope, this good." So yeah, I I, I, I knew a lot of people that were canceled. Summer. Oh, it's not gonna be until next summer. Yeah, it's not gonna be until next summer. Yeah, it's not gonna be until next summer. Let me let me ask you this while I have you here too. Um, and 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 I know all the listeners want to know. So, what is D like in the studio? And uh, you know, I grew up with the girl in Houston, H Town. We all had the same dance teacher. We right. do competitions. I used to actually kick her ass in talent show. I just want to say that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> she she's very focused. Like, yeah. you know. She knows exactly what she wants, how she wants it to sound. Um, she's very much, I guess, the term um, it's like a vision. She's, she's a, a very heavy visionary. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like when you get to the studio, it's like a war room with the idea boards and the track listings, and she's interchanging. Gotcha. Like you know, some artists just go. Like Jay's very much the opposite. He just goes in and rhymes. Yeah. You know, she comes in with a full idea, right? Yeah, From yeah. Top to yeah, that's how we mm -hmm. were trained. Yeah. Like she, Freedom was already <laughs> demo when she brought it to me. Mm-hmm. And she would just wow. basically like take this and make this into what you do, you know, do what you do with this. Yeah. But she had the majority of the, of the song already mapped out. And um, yeah, that's pretty much what my experience with her has always been like. Whenever I go into the studio, it's very much like a situation room, you know, and she's got her looks planned out and she's playing with the song orders and and figuring out, you know, what song should go where and who she who should yeah. she get on a, on a certain record, who should she collaborate with for this particular project. She's very much like ready i love that i love hearing yeah. about the artistry side because you know what it is we think about how are we going to perform this while we're doing the record you know right. and because a lot of artists right now they're doing records to sit at home and create a vibe but um right. artists like myself we, we think about how's this shit gonna sound live like how are we gonna emote the kind of feeling in the studio that we're gonna get that we want to have live so well, yeah kind of, I, I love that interesting that you say that because that's kind of the the general approach I take to production in general, I think the one consistent thing is that my approach is always like, all right, where in your live show is this record going to be performed? Yeah. Show yeah. opener? Is this the show closer? Is this the moment where in the middle of the show all the lights go black and yeah. then the song comes on? You know what I mean? Like, I try to create music for moments in concerts. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, think yeah. if I've had such success with a lot of shows or with a lot of, uh, a lot of my records at shows because I kind of, very consciously uh, developed them with performance in mind. 
Yeah. Is there an artist out there that just shocked you and surprised you and they, they weren't what they expected, but you were pleasantly surprised and you were just like, wow, I didn't think it was going to be like this? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, Eminem was interesting. Yeah? Because he uh, wasn't, wasn't standoffish by any means. I'm trying to think of the right word. Uh, it was quiet. It was reserved at first. And then after a couple of days, he just, boom, opened up out of nowhere. You know what <laughs> he I mean? had to study the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think he needed to get a feel for who I was. Yeah. As a person. He, he already knew he liked, that he liked my music. That's why he requested me to come out there to work with him. But he just didn't know who I was as a person. Yeah. So it was what surprising was to see him open up the way he did. What was Lil Wayne like? Hi. Uh, Wayne was cool. He was, <laughs> Wayne was cool, but he was just um he he's was scientist, like yeah, like and he's very secretive about his process. Mm -hmm. You know, like when we did that, the two records that we did, I don't think I was in the room for when he was recording either one of them. Wow. Um, yeah, I was in the studio, I just wasn't in the he room. wasn't in yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he would like his space to just vibe and and do what he does. Um, I think he got that from Bird. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so we we were cool. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. The same way. Yeah. You know Bird what's a crazy yeah. fun fact? When back in the day, when Fabulous's song "Breathe" was hot, mm -hmm. when I would get mad at my mother, I would make that her ringtone. Sorry, I had to say that. That's funny. That is, that's funny. <laughs> that is my mother's ringtone. <laughs> it was what? That's my mother's ringtone. Oh, that's <laughs> that hilarious. Was my Ringtone for like 10 years. <laughs> it, 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 it's been hers since it came out or since shortly since she got her first smartphone. That's really y'all are definitely family. <laughs> yep. Okay, all so right. I got one question, one last what? question, CJ. I'll let you have it. Every, all of us as we get older, we have that if I knew back then what I knew now. What, what's your if you knew back then what, 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 what you knew now? What would you do differently in music? Uh I can't get into specifics, but there are certain things in regards to publishing that I would have done differently. And I didn't do anything oh, bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, didn't, I didn't do anything bad. Um, or not really even super some you know, or super irresponsible. I just would change the arrangements a bit. Got it. Mm -hmm. um, okay, yeah, I think I'll leave it at that. That's the nicer way nicer way to put it. <laughs> nice way to put it. <laughs> that said so much. That's it did it. <laughs> baby, I got a question for you, baby. Where do you believe that the uh, industry is going now? I just had a meeting today um, that's linked with Sony Distribution and Music, um, and I probably am giving too much information. Holly Berry just sold her movie for $20 million yesterday and closed the deal that nobody knows about. Wow. Linked to the music industry. Um, I, have, I have too much information, so I got to figure out what I can share and what I can't share. But what I do know is there's a new app coming out, and understanding the in industry was already in trouble before COVID. Right. And understanding that the artists... The only ones that were making money was already going to a have and have not world. The ones who learned how to market themselves with product identification, like Beyonce, right. <laughs> uh, as Jay-Z, as they have become into serial entrepreneurs. And then the rest of them were just relying, I'd say 95% were just relying on tours, concerts, and appearances. Right. Because they didn't, they haven't learned how to become a business person in the industry. Right. And that being the case, it was already taking a massive turn. Um, and COVID just 
completely slammed the door. Yep. Where do you believe the distribution music and the exposure to become monetized is going over the next five to seven years with what's happening right now? I think you're going to see a lot more self-contained artists who are their own machines. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I forget who brought this up the other day. It was an, it was an article. Uh, might have been in Billboard, maybe, where somebody basically said if when Drake, if Drake went independent, industry might fall completely fall apart. Uh, yeah, um, there was a bigger point to it, but that was one. Of, that was kind of like the headline that was attached right. to it. But I understood what they were saying. It's like these days, the, the 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 function of a record label, in the traditional sense, the that 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 role is becoming more and more diminished. Right. You know, especially in the advent of social media and awareness that these artists you know that these artists have in, in terms of you know being able to reach out their, to their fan bases and distribute their music directly themselves exactly you know so that it's and it's rapidly becoming more and more evident right um, so i think the role would be very very interesting in seven to ten years to see what role the record label quote mm. unquote, you know plays in, in this business in a decade from now mm. I think you wouldn't run that star to get a major paradigm shift. Okay. So. Wow. Well, you know, some people still would argue that they would like the benefit and the push of having a major record deal, um, then going independent. And I had this conversation with some people over um, at CSEC Publishing. And some people still argue that they would rather have the weight and support of a major label and still give up the most of their publishing with that. What are your, what are your thoughts? If... I'd maybe do like a partnership kind of thing, or like uh -huh. a, I don't know if I would just sign a traditional record deal in 2020. Um, especially not with the advent of 360 deals becoming so prevalent or having been so prevalent. Tell me about it, yeah. You know, um, that's a uh, I don't think I, I don't think I can get convince myself to give up that much of myself, yeah, you know, to a record label in 2020. Um, I think I'd probably see how far I could push it first and then maybe do some kind of, like I said, like a, you know, a distribution thing maybe, but signing just mm -hmm. a regular artist deal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could bring myself to do that, but like some kind of a partnership for distribution, yeah. that might make sense. Yeah, I agree. Because it's not so much, you know, like, it's not so much about distri physical distribution when you're trying to get your records into stores. These yeah. days, it's more about where you're getting placed on a streaming app. You know, mm -hmm. like, you as an independent artist, yeah, you probably can't make that call, you know. But if if you're one of Universal's big launch products or uh, you know launches for the week, then yeah, you might be on the on the front page of Apple Music for a couple of days. You might be yeah. on the front page of Title for a couple of days, you know. Um, get you know getting your music uh, placed in certain in, in certain uh, strategic ways, I think are things that a record label can still provide. Mm -hmm. um, because it's, you know, like like I said, let's be honest, it's not about getting getting your records into Tower Records or in your Virgin Mega Store, you know, the place that even right. right. You know, um, I think it's more so distribution of your profile and of your and of your content in in a, in a way that's reflective of today's marketplace. But again, going back to what you were saying, you know, kind of makes sense to use that for a couple of years, depending on how it shakes out. Where you go independent afterwards. Yeah. Have you seen that the pond has become smaller with too much fish in the pond in the U.S. where the cross-pollination of what's happened in South America and in Europe and even people that are here have found it much more fertile to be able to just go and make their name abroad and then bring it back here 
Yeah. Because it's become, I know two artists that I'm, I'm actually working on that are just amazing and they've blown up overseas. They've blown right. up in South America and their distribution because of their culture. Their culture has attract has been attracted here in the US and they've right. exploded here after they have become large in other marketplaces. But right. in the US, they're in a very small pond where everybody's shooting for the same thing. And then you got 60% of them using old music remakes and they haven't come up with their own originality as right. they used to back in the 80s and 90s. Right. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I mean, who, who, who was it that just blew up? Oh, that's what happened with 6ix9ine. Like, 6ix9ine yep. was like big in like random countries in Europe. Up, London, Australia. Yeah. And uh, then it happened over here for Exactly. You know, exactly. it's, um, but I think one of the things that's interesting about that is this is the same method that the rapper uh, Logic took. What he was doing was going to where the demand was. So he look at his social media analytics and say, all right, out of my thousand followers, three hundred are in or in Idaho, mm -hmm. two hundred are in Boston, a hundred are in this random place in California. I'm gonna just keep touring those three places. Right. You know, and Smart. he blew up in these other markets that he wasn't from because he was using his analytics to dictate where he should go before. Yep. And every time he'd come back around to that territory, the audiences would get a little bit bigger and get a little bit bigger and get a little bit bigger until he became the phenomenon that he was. You know what I mean? And it looked like it was out of nowhere, but he'd actually quietly just been doing these small tours for the course of years, over the course of years. Mm -hmm. Which is amazing because I've seen it actually take off. <clears throat> There's another strategy taking off, which um, I'm sure, JB, you may be familiar with. If you haven't, I'm sure you've been talked about or talked to, but haven't been fully exposed with AI. Um, and it being able to really tap into the algorithms of artificial intelligence and being able to identify those demographics that actually yep. give you that glut and give you those pots, which there's a system I was, like I said, this meeting I had today was amazing to be able to identify those pots, right. pots of gold, where you can see where your draw is and the money's there. Yep. Yeah. I think analytics is everything. And I, I don't know if everyone from a creative standpoint has the business mind to do that. I think what a lot of people don't know about you, Jay, is you're extremely technical. Right. Always. And he's always involved in the new hot technology. What's new? Um, there's actually, are, are any of you guys on uh, Clubhouse yet? What? <laughs> Clubhouse is a new, uh, how can I describe this? Underground. No, yeah, but it's, it's actually taking off in certain circles. So basically, social yeah. media that you have to be invited to, yeah, another user nominated by another user, yeah, all based on voice. It's yeah, no, no pictures, no, uh, no video. It's all voice conversations. Clubhouse, I gotta write yeah. that. Um, yeah, I'll, 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 uh, I'll see if it's open yet. If not, I can send you guys invites. Yeah, but, please uh, do, please do. And it's like literally four in the morning. You can have a, like, like. You know, it's, it's operates 24-7. So basically the way it works is me and somebody start a room. We have a discussion. We we might have a topic. We might not. You know, well, we start you know, we start the conversation. Mm -hmm. And as people join, you can invite them to be speakers in your conversation. Ah, okay. So you might have like 40 people in conversation that another 30 might be in the audience watching. Mm -hmm. Audience members can raise their hands if they want to able to say something you can invite them up as a speaker on your on your board but the, the the type of people that are on there it's a very diverse but mostly very also very intelligent mm -hmm. and well-rounded uh group of people like mm. 
So it's a lot of uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, um, a lot of musicians, a lot of creatives. It's, it's a, you know what I've noticed? It's like a good space between uh, intelligence and art. Exactly. Thank you. For, that's what I, 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 <laughs> four weeks ago. It's really off the chain. Oh, so you're on it. Yeah, I'm not on it. Actually, I got turned on to it through my sister's artist, one of my artists in which she asked me to come in and help create a plan for. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah no, that's a really dope app, really dope app. I think that's like the probably on my radar, the yeah. newest and coolest uh, thing happening in tech right now. Yeah. One of my friends asked me, he said, I remember your, your cousin, he he brings his video games with him everywhere. Do you do you really bring your video games with you everywhere? No. I know they got that from <laughs> I mean, he travels with all his consoles. I was like, I don't know no. about that. Was this person from LA? Yeah. <laughs> He's actually from New York, but lives in lives in Phoenix. That's weird. I mean, Jay and um, just so you guys have CJ. Uh, if you, yeah. I don't know if you guys are on the thread, but um, I knew Peter. Peter knew about it. He actually put the link on there on the thread okay. on uh, on our on our Facebook link. Okay. So. Do you travel with that, Jay? No, I used to, but like when I would go to LA, sometimes I would have, I might have a PlayStation delivered to the hotel, like back in like the early two thousands. But I never like traveled around with, with a bunch of video game consoles. No, that's just weird. <laughs> let me. <laughs> so let me let me let me let me ask you some a final advice. I know you got to get out of here. All right. And 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 here it is, Jay. Take an artist like me. I've had several record deals. Um, this big ass voice, nobody knew what to do since I was 16. Right. Um, toured with some of the biggest people, um, been on some of the you know hottest records, uh, known throughout all the TV world from BET to MTV, uh, ABC, Disney Networks, everybody knows me, blah, blah, blah. How does an artist like me break through? That's a tough because everyone's everyone's path and experience is just so different, especially now. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like there's really one set way. Um, I think, you know, the most important thing, obviously, is just I, actually I think the most important thing, this is a lot of things I tell new artists, especially the content has to be constant. Mm. You know, there should never be a week that goes by that you don't, that there's not new content. You know what I mean? Because like like you were saying earlier, there's so many people, it's such a big pond, a small pond with so many fish in it. Yeah. That the second you're, the second you're not in people's faces, 20 other artists are. Yeah. You know, and I think really just keeping the constant barrage of, of content doesn't mean you have to have a song out every week. You know what I mean? Um, but there's got to be your presence has to be felt every week via some kind of medium, whether it's you know uh, video, music, writing, anything. You know what I mean? Right. But you have to keep your presence constant in front of people. I think I always tell people I think that's the most important. Okay. You know, um, is constantly just making sure you're in people's faces with in faces with, uh, with with fresh content to keep their attention to keep the spotlight on you. You know, um, I think that. And really, like we were, like we were been saying throughout this conversation, is uh, just that direct engagement with the audience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like those, those, you know, going back to what I'm saying about Logic, you know, he was just directly engaged, even if it wasn't on a large scale. Yeah, he would just always use his analytics to find those pockets of, 
you know, places where he mattered, and he just constantly would cater to those to those areas. Okay. Um, I think that's something you might want to you know look into. Um, obviously, we can't do much in terms of touring or anything, right? Like you know, like that right now, you know. But it's good to start building up that information. Right. Already. I know, Jay. You gotta go. Last question: What's new for you? What's next? Uh, actually, I legally cannot talk about it. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. Don't like me, JB. Goddamn. <laughs> we'll say this. It's a now, Byron very... just told a bunch of secrets on Halle Berry. You can stay <laughs> I got a whole lot more. I just can't talk about. It's um, it is a very exciting development that uh, we are partnering on here uh, at home. My wife and a few of the partners. Um, we're announcing something soon. Um, but I just don't think that we can announce the actual end result for like the next three years. That's okay. how the development, the development is. Um, it's gonna be a very exciting development in the tech space. Okay. Nice. And aside from that, the one thing that other thing I can talk about, uh, so the company's first project, uh, which was announced in the Hollywood Reporter earlier this year, um, we have a video game title that we're working on called um, uh, Corner Wolves. And um, we actually are also doing a serialized podcast, a fictionalized podcast, mm -hmm. to introduce the, the uh, universe that the game will take place in. Okay. Wow. So, so that was picked up by, uh, I forget the name of Ron Howard's uh, production company. Um, they picked up the rights to do that. So we're going to do eight episodes, and we're going into production on that. Oh, Ron Howard is involved. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. So we're yep. going into production on that, I'm saying within the next month. We're in production now, but in terms of actually recording. Okay. All the writing is done. I'm working on the score, and we're going to start actually recording and going into like real, real production, I think, in about 30 days. Okay. That that be, imagination Entertainment is a, it's a takeoff. Imagine, yeah, imagine, yeah. yeah it's off the chain, yeah. yeah. But you've worked on so many different video games, I'm sure natural progression for yeah. you, right? And this is kind of an extension of all the work that I've done in video games over the years. Look, I've scored a couple of Maddens, a couple of NBA Lives, awesome. uh, NBA Ballers, um, and uh, uh, Street Fighter, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games. You know, yeah. <laughs> so this is kind of like a full circle thing for us. Uh, I definitely wanted to talk to you, JB, about the gaming. I mean, you know, my son actually is one of only 100 people in the world that was identified to actually reconstruct all of Fortnite. Really? Uh, yeah. So he actually, he's currently purchasing his own, uh, whatever it's called, ES game. I mean, he's actually purchasing his own team. He, oh, was wow. actually, he, was accepted, he was accepted into the World Series of Gaming at the age of 12. Wow, congrats. That's dope. In Hong Kong. In Hong Kong. So he's... We, we were overdue wow. for a company. Anyway, Jay knows that. And you, you know, so it's just, this is probably the best time since we all in COVID shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, JB, I thank you so much. This was a great birthday gift. I know no you're problem. Happy birthday again. I love you. Love you too. I'll talk to you guys soon. All, all right. right. Thank you so much for stopping by. Definitely.